2: Welcome to Help I Sexted, my boss, as I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Usually, this is the podcast where Jordan and I help you navigate the challenges of modern life, but we're not in normal times. As you should know by now, I'm with you every day with a special, shiny edition of our podcast, keeping you up to date with what's going on in Jordan's life. He's currently on an ITV reality show, having to go through all sorts of trials and extreme conditions... All in the name of Light Entertainment. I'm William Hansen, Etiquette Coach by Day. I'm more a delicious fruitcake. Jordan's more a venomous grass snake. Don't know if grass snakes are venomous, but go with it, June Debus. Well, what a couple of weeks it has been. Viper vaults, cliff tops, policemen, happy places, public votes, Jeff. Then there were those hideous eating trials where all sorts of fatty gelatinous rubbish had to be digested. Yes, well done to the G&Dvers and Ben who did picky teas each Friday. Now, indeed, speaking of which, scuttling up to the microphone like an overeager cockroach with a questionable moustache, producer Ben.
3: Hi, guys. I'd like to see that cockroach.
2: Yes, be a, be a comedy cockroach. Sounds like a Pixar yeah. cockroach.
3: Yes, yeah, so, or maybe a, cock, a cockroach. I'm imagining a cockroach was one of those um, sort of horrible plastic moustaches you get in Christmas crackers. Or maybe you don't get it because you probably get some sort of like car in your Christmas crackers or something. But
2: uh, not, not a car, Fabergé. <laughs> <laughs> there
3: we go. Fortnum and Mason's Deluxe range.
2: Uh, Coming up later in today's episode I'm going to be chatting to the actor and former king of the jungle The winner of series 7 of I'm a Celebrity, Christopher Biggins I think the moment he threw up on the top of that cliff
0: he was my winner He's been absolutely charming Um, I I think he's just handled it brilliantly He's made people laugh, he laughs at, at, at himself And people come to me for advice if they're going into the jungle. My advice always is be yourself. And he
3: is. See, there on the script, you've written I A C G M O O H. Which I feel at some some points acronyms become more work than they're worth. You could just put (laughs) I'm a Slev, like you said out loud, but instead you put I A C G M O O H, which fair play to you. I was bored. (laughs)
2: It helps me fill the time waiting for Jordan to come out of the castle. And we should just say, if you are listening to this podcast uh, contemporaneously, we have only got five more episodes of I'm a Celebrity. The final is on Friday coming up, which means, Ben, potentially, depending on now that the voting has happened and we're voting to to keep our favourites in the camp, if Jordan makes it to the final... G&D, but you've got five more episodes of this. If Jordan comes out before, I get an early night. It, so it's... it's <laughs> win-win. Win-win, really. Uh, I'm, I'm fairly relaxed about, uh, about everything.
3: Well, I had a good old lie-in yesterday. So I'm feeling refreshed and ready to go for the final mm-hmm. five days. And looking back, it's been two weeks now. Jordan being on our television screens, obviously he's been in a castle. I don't know which is more of a challenge, watching it for two weeks or being in the castle. But uh, yeah, I guess it's time for a bit of reflection. How, how do you think Jordan has changed since he got into the castle? Because, well, I mean, it, it seems so long ago now, but when we first saw him on that cliff, he was he was in a very different place to where he is now, literally and metaphorically.
2: Yes, um, he. it was all downhill from there. Um, I... Or indeed not. It was actually all uphill for Jordan because he has <laughs> he has really developed as, as a person. Uh, we love him obviously very much, but I think he has. I want to say he's matured. I, I, I thought about saying matured, but then I remembered Jeff. Uh, so maybe he, ha- he and also pulling Shane's finger. So maybe matured isn't the way, isn't the word. But I, I think he has sort of the way he looks at obstacles or challenges in his life. And what he has learnt within in these first two weeks, and he, he may go no further. Who knows? I think he will. Then, when he has you know a lesser challenge in life, because I, I mean I, I doubt very much there are going to be many more opportunities in his life where he's locked in a box with snakes crawling all over him. Although we have got a tour to do in the spring, so we haven't planned that yet. I think he will sort of go. Well, I've done that. So actually, this this is a doddle. Because Jordan, you know, we we've said on the podcast before. Jordan sometimes, when he's going through sort of difficult life, career, social decisions, sometimes you know, and I I do the same with him. We'll we'll phone each other, sort of talk it through. Jordan perhaps needs needs more talking through because he's he's a talker, hence his job. But I actually think probably, although he I would hope he still phones me for advice. I think actually he'll be a lot more self assured and confident as he. Goes about every aspect of his life.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, it it it's it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people, and this is getting quite philosophical now, uh, which isn't we we often don't get sort of serious on help I sex my boss, but we have our moments. I'd say we'll
2: we'll do a penis joke in a minute. Just <laughs> stay with us, James
3: But I I think a lot of people will often say, oh, they'll consider change as a bad thing. Yes, or someone sort of developing, it'll be like, oh, he's changed. But I think. I completely disagree with that as a, as, a, as a thought process. I think changing is, is w- w- what we can all do to become better people. And I think not only has Jordan sort of developed himself, I think just being in that environment, he as this podcast proves for both of you, for, for everyone involved, we get along with people that aren't always exactly like us. And I think Jordan has once again been flung into a situation where he's with 11 other people, probably most of whom are nothing like him on paper. Like he wouldn't normally go for a pint with Mo Farah, or uh, I mean, he'd be making tea for Victoria Derbyshire. But actually, being on a level with them and and just having hopefully a nice time, as well as being starving and being forced to do awful, awful trials, um, he he'll have learnt so much about himself. And yeah, it, it 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 does make me. I I often I'm in the last few days I've sort of. Thought about a preemptive cry as well when it's over, which is, again is it sounds quite weird. But I'm thinking about the end and thinking it's going to be quite emotional, isn't it? When it when this all sort of wraps up, I think.
2: Well, that that's the sleep deprivation.
3: <laughs> that's the joke. It'll 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 do that for
2: you. Um, yeah, I I th- I think he'll uh, it, it'll be very interesting. And you know, if if nothing else, it's a good chapter of the inevitable autobiography in uh, ten or twenty years.
3: So. <laughs> Is there an autobiography called Unbroken? Is that the name of?
2: Oh, it is someone. Is that the
3: name of Barack Obama's new autobiography, or
2: or is that Michelle Obama's? No, she's becoming. Is it Michelle? Oh my God! Can you imagine becoming,
3: becoming. Jordan North? I swear. Well, I, I, <laughs> I was going to say Broken Jordan North. It really, <laughs> was one called Unbroken, but maybe I've fade that up. Jordan's autobiography is going to be called Happy Place. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, of course. Well. In another world it might the second one might be called broken when it all goes wrong.
2: <laughs> or happy place, colon, picky tea.
3: <laughs> Completely nonsensical, which makes sense. Now, um, this time last week what we did was chatted through a few of the G and Diva's questions. So I thought yes. it was a nice opportunity to answer some more some more of those. I put it out on Instagram the other day. So we've got a couple to go through. Um Kay asked what do you think Jordan will say when he discovers Ben has taken his place? Well, Jordan, should we let them into a secret? So, when when we knew that
2: this was going to be happening, a few weeks before it was announced, when it was definitely confirmed that he he was going, we you and me started to plot what we were going to do. And we decided that we wouldn't tell Jordan because we didn't want to concern him. He had enough on his plate to worry about. So, we wouldn't we wouldn't worry him. Once he's gone, we can do what we like, basically. But he did manage to emotionally blackmail us before he went to tell him what we were going to do. And so he, he is aware. But what I don't think he is aware of is, and I say these words reluctantly. It's a Sunday, so I'm I'm feeling a bit, bit weird. He wasn't aware of
3: how good you would be in his shoes. Wow. What a compliment. I mean, I, I struggle to take compliments, so I'll just skip back a bit because when it was our job to tell Jordan this awkward news that I would be switching on the microphone for the first time, who, who was it down to? It was down to me. It was one of those situations where there's this awkward thing that everyone knows needs to be said. There's a group of people that know they need to say something to someone and it's like the room goes silent and you just know That everyone's looking at you waiting for you to say something and as you'll know if you listen to the podcast regularly I don't say a lot so difficult for me but no here we are I mean I haven't taken his place let's make that very clear uh Jordan will very much be back on the microphone when he's back from the castle so don't worry about that but um it's been good fun hasn't it William and I'd like to think that maybe Jordan will laugh at least one of my jokes probably the bush one when he listens back to these
2: Yes, the the crudest of jokes.
3: Uh, we've had another question in
2: here from Sarah. What has been Jordan's moment of the series so far? Well, I th- I think uh, you may have different thoughts. Is is the Viper Vault happy place uh, chanting that he did? Yeah. Not so much. I don't think Jordan knows that that was his moment of the series so far because obviously those celebrities have no idea what is being broadcast. I mean, look, the, the show is sort of 90 minutes maximum um, per night. I'm sure there is all sorts of comedy gold and, and things that have gone on that, that we haven't seen. But the fact that he is sort of happy place, happy place has inspired... You know, it was in the news the other day. It's raised over £20,000 for um, the Burnley FC t-shirts that you can buy. If you, by the way, G&Ders want to to buy them, there's a link in our bio on Twitter or on Instagram. So click on that and it'll take you to the right page. The proceeds from it go to, among others, Pendleside Hospice. Of course, we interviewed Beth and Sammy uh, a few days ago. I think when Jordan comes out, regardless of anything else, that will be
3: his proudest achievement. I mean, think back to when we saw Anton Deck talking about that trial on the Instagram story saying this is one of the best trials we've ever done. And I think we were both quite nervous um, about that because it was our dear Jordan. But he got in that vault and, I mean, I can say this, stole the hearts of the nation. He has been on Sky Sports. He has had Burnley players talking about it. He's raised thousands and thousands of pounds to charity just because he was really scared and he got taken to his he took himself to his happy place so when he discovers that he's gonna I think as you as you've mentioned yourself I think before he is gonna well up and and I think have a little cry to himself in in the most nice way as possible because what an impact he's had and I think that would be a highlight for most celebrities that step foot in the castle slash jungle and he did it on the sort of second day or third day or something like that so yeah tough to beat so many other things come to mind I mean scarf between the legs also but for the impact it has to be happy place happy place have more i think third question just before we go to the break which celebrity in the castle would you like as a guest on the podcast when this all turns to normal from rob um jordan could he, <laughs> could he, come, on? <laughs> he could come on as a guest
2: yes a regular
3: feature maybe once every month and we just yeah yeah, yeah.
2: maybe on the bonus friday episodes he could he could come on um yeah, who would I like? I don't know. Probably Ruthie Henshaw. I knew you were gonna say Ruthie, you <laughs> little rats. Um, no, or Beverly. I think we. I think, think, we've, it I be think it's it's got to be Beverly. Uh, get get Beverly on. We've had we've had her stepdaughter, so we might as well have yeah. uh, have have the woman
3: um, herself. Her book still hasn't arrived. Actually, that reminds me. So oh. as soon as I get the book, I'm just gonna have to. I'll take the day off work, I won't do, I'll probably forget to book a guest again and I'll just read the book yeah. in one sitting and then I can update the listeners that day. Or key moments in Beverly Callard's
2: life. Does that sound OK to you? Ben, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. I don't know if that's true. And talking of happy, I know something that's going to make you happy and me fairly despondent. It's another look into the archive from a Jordan's Joke
3: of the Week. My boss hates it when I shorten his name to Dick. Especially when he's called Steve. It's not even funny.
2: (laughs) And remember, g and every day you can vote as to who you would like to keep in the castle. We would like you to vote for Jordan. We would love you to vote for Jordan. Uh, All the information is on itv.com. Search for I'm a Celebrity and the information is there. Or it's on any of I'm a Celebrity's social media as well. Remember, you are voting to keep people in the castle, not vote out. So if you like Jordan, if you want Jordan to stay, vote for Jordan. We'll be back after this.
1: Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
3: This is an introduction to the podcast that gets a flavor for your neighbor. Peering over the fence when things have got tense with the most outrageous tales of your next-door fails. The time has come for you to listen to Score, Score next, next Door. door. My name's Rich Williams. And I'm Emma Jones. Score Next Door is our brand new podcast. And we think you're going to
1: love it. Hopefully a bit more than you love your neighbours. There's a new episode every Wednesday, so search for us wherever you listen to your podcast to find out what all the fuss is about.
3: And if you do love your neighbours, you might as well listen to the people that hate theirs.
1: Yeah, why not?
2: Our guest today is someone who is perhaps even more at home in a pair of high heels than our dear Jordan. The actor, former king of the jungle and renowned pantomime dame, Christopher Biggins. Hello, Christopher. Hi, how are you? We're doing very well, thank you. Now, what do you make of our Jordan in the castle?
0: I think the moment he threw up on the top of that cliff, he was my wither. I thought the vulnerability of him, and I know what it's like, that first initial thing. I mean, I was very lucky, I, I, was, I came in three days late into the right? so and I didn't have to fly in, I didn't have to be jumped in, I didn't have to walk, I did nothing, all I did was walk in, in fact. And I walked in and joined, and I did a live challenge. Uh, which was very terrifying. It was terrifying because I was behind a bush waiting to go on and I could hear this American voice of a woman called Janice Dickinson, <laughs> who turned out to be the most hideous woman I've ever met in my life. And uh, she, um, she then proceeded to do that. She was charming. Uh, but anyway, she, we did the challenge and she didn't do one single thing. I did everything and I won all the stars. And I thought, well, this is interesting. Then I found out what a vile woman she was. So, uh, and of course we were down to the last two in the jungle. And um, I was convinced that she'd won and she was convinced that she would <laughs> won. <laughs> when it was announced that I'd won, she got up, literally got up, went to a car, got into the car, went to the airport and flew home. It was very funny. Did oh, wow.
2: Do you keep in touch?
0: <laughs> no, certainly not. Every day when you're in the jungle, you're on the edge of your wooden stool or your log, uh, anticipating the fact that Antidech are gonna say you're evicted. But Jordan won't be out tonight. Jordan is without doubt my winner from day one. I thought as I say, for the moment he threw up, I thought that's my winner.
2: That's all, he'll be thrilled to hear that.
0: Well, he's been absolutely charming. Um I, I think he's just Handle it brilliantly. He's made people laugh. He laughs at, at himself. And wh- people come to me for advice if they're going into the jungle. And my advice always is be yourself. And he is, I'm like, I. I, mean, I, I I don't know him of course I, I've never heard of him before this, this show and I but I sincerely believe he is being himself he, he could not make that up
2: yeah he is he is being as, as charming and, and lovely I mean I've known him for 11 years the, the listeners have listened to this for, for three years he, it, and I was you know you I, th- I don't know whether you detected this with any of the other series um, Christopher but it, it sort of is a little bit in the hands of the, those that are editing it as to how much of uh, your personality is put out there
0: well, editing is the key to this show, and in fact, uh, you, 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 you can win or lose by the editing. I mean, you've got to look at someone like AJ, who mm. I've met, who's a charming young man and a very good dancer, but apparently, you know, he's just coming over as dull as Ditchwater, and I think he's not being given his chance. I mean, I may be wrong. Perhaps he really is dull as Ditchwater, and nobody wants to know. <laughs> But he's certainly not being given the chances. And I, the only thing was, I love when he and um, uh, the East Ender guy, um, Shane Ritchie. Uh, S- Shane Ritchie had a, a moment about the washing up, and there were wonderful looks going backwards and forwards. And then it was announced they were going to do the challenge.
2: There, there hasn't, other than that, and and actually, the, uh, Shane has been sort of part of of the tiny bit of tension that there has been in this series. But there hasn't. It hasn't been a very tense camp really they've all sort of got on
0: no I think and I think that's very unfortunate and one of the things I put it down to is the castle because I think the castle is too big it's too spread like for instance they've got a sleeping area they've got a sitting area they've got a washing area well, we never had any of that I mean we did have a we used to have to go down to the pool and wash so that, that, that was there, but you know, they're all over the place. You, you, there's not one place. So consequently, no one's getting on on top of each other. And of course, at the end of the day, it's all very nice to everybody want to get on, but it's not fun. It's not fun from the audience point of view. They want to see rows. They want to see, you know, Gillian McKeith's fate and <laughs> uh, all that sort of thing go on. I mean, it's, it's hysterical when that happens and uh, you want someone to really hate if you possibly can.
2: Well, we're, we're entering the, the final week. Do we think that more tension, is this sort of the point where it all does, as, as you get rid of a few personalities as well, is this where more tension could come?
0: Yes, I think I think tension could start to build in a, in a very big way. I mean, it was evident with AJ and the washing up business, which has been there before, because Shane obviously doesn't like to wash up. And there's the state of those pans. He left Disgusting. them in disgusting you wouldn't put that
2: before a majesty the queen would you no you absolutely would not you wouldn't put it in front of a tramp <laughs> and he didn't like being pulled up on it did he no he did not i
0: mean he's he's clever shane he's not been in the business for, for and he's very funny i mean he is very funny indeed but i mean i i think it's the uh, castle has been great but i hope they don't go back there i mean if i was going into the jungle this year I would have been very disappointed to go into the castle, I must say, because it must be freezing in there. Yeah, I think that's why they're giving them hot water, because otherwise they'd all get pneumonia.
2: <laughs> that's and won't make great TV.
0: <laughs> yes, ITV is desperate for a death. <laughs>
2: um now I you when you were there in the jungle in Australia you were joined in your hammock by a rat when you were sleeping now as listeners will know I was petrified of rats I had to have hypnotherapy before I watched this this series so I could just cope with watching Jordan potentially do things with rats H- how was rat in hammock how did you cope were you scared
0: well I tell you what because we we uh, um I don't the the myself we had a challenge to go and earn breakfast for everybody. And we had to go to an underground room. And we got down, we walked down into the underground room, and the door slammed behind us. And then when we were in there, there was just two hammocks, very tight hammocks. And we looked around, and there was a, a port in the corner, and there was um, nothing else. And out of nowhere, we suddenly saw a rat or two arrive. And we, we screamed and we jumped onto the, um, the hammocks, which were very precarious. And, you know, you'd fall off immediately. And as we jumped onto them, we were aware that they'd let in 200 rats. Oh, my god! Into this area. Now, it was nighttime, so they had a night camera on us, which was that was brilliant, actually, because we did manage to fall asleep, Anna and I. But we decided if one got on top of us, that would be it. We'd say, it we're able to get get us out of here. So anyway, time goes on and I fall asleep and then I wake up and I'm sure that there's something on me. But in fact, in the dark, I'm convinced it's my water bottle. In fact, it's a rat, which I've nearly got my hands on. And the rat is walking around my crutch. Uh, And I then, what I do is I cover a sheet with the rat. So the rat now is covered. And then I lay back again. I, I sort of go back to sleep. And then the rat comes out from underneath the, uh, the cover. And then I touch it and I scream and I threw it against the wall where we were confined of this cell. And uh, that's where history was made. I mean, it is one of the funniest moments I think they've ever had. And uh, I scream, oh, my God, get it off me. Get it off me. And uh, it was it was perfect. I mean, it, was, it wasn't perfect at the time, but it was perfect no. television.
2: Are you OK with rats now? Has it, is it exposure therapy? You're, you're fine with them now?
0: I, when I did uh, one, The Jungle, that year, the following year I went back to do a documentary for ITV uh, about the making of the series. And I met the man who deals with all the animals, all the critters. Oh. And he has his own little area on the, uh, on the set, and for six months beforehand he breeds everything and uh, and i think the cleverness is of that including the rats is, is the fact that they're all clean they're not the cockroaches aren't dirty i mean can you imagine if something happened to one of the celebrities I and mean, we were laughing earlier about people dying you know nothing is going to kill you in there it's the thought yeah. of things which will kill you off
2: Oh, that's, that's, yeah. Okay, well, interesting. I didn't know that that they, they breed all their cockroaches and maggots and rats and...
0: Yes, yes, very nice young man who does that.
2: Nice to have a hobby. <laughs> um, did you, and also going back to the, the sleeping bit, when, whether you were in a hammock or it, it was part of a, a task or, or somewhere else, did you mind being filmed sleeping? Because I think it's a bit voyeuristic for, for ITB to be filming people sleeping. It's a bit weird, isn't it?
0: It's very interesting you should say that. The first night... Uh, when I went to sleep in the open, underneath the sky, underneath the stars, I did think to myself, now what's going to crawl over me during the night? And I did fall asleep. And in fact, I slept the best I've ever slept in my life, every single night. So much so that I think they might have been putting bromide in the water. (laughs) Uh, Because we had no, I mean, there was not one sexual thought. And I checked with all the men. We, nobody woke up with a, a you know, a, a, an erection in the morning at all. It was, it was all very sort of, uh, I was going to say anal, but I didn't mean <laughs> anal. <laughs> it was all sort There's a lack of that. Exactly. All above board. And, but we, we didn't have any... And it was, it was fascinating. I remember one morning waking up with a start because there was a sound guy literally two inches away from my face putting a new battery into my mic. Oh, and that frightened me because I wasn't expecting that, but it was very funny. And, of course, it is it is one of the cleverest televisions because nobody backstage, and no cameraman, no sound guy, no uh, whatever producer, nobody's allowed to talk to you. And the, even their watches are covered over, so you don't even know what time it is. I mean, it's oh, a wow. brilliant game.
2: Jordan has, uh, the other the other day, shaved off his beard, his almost trademark beard. Are you... Pro or anti Jordan's new look?
0: I love his new look. I think it's, I think it's great. I think he looks nice and fresh. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think people with beards have to be very careful because I think they can look very untamed and sort of rough and, uh, you know. But I think he's, he looks fantastic now. I mean, I really hope he keeps it. I suspect he won't when he gets back. He'll start growing it again. Yes. But, uh, he's he looks wonderful. I think at the moment, really good. And I lo- I loved it when he was in the shower the other day, and they were tweaking each other's nipples. That was very funny indeed.
2: Yes. Um can you see? Uh, can you see our producer Ben's uh, beard? Yes, I can. I can. Hi. Yes. Now sh- that should that should be shaved you off. Good. Ben, it, you sort of... should consider that. Yeah.
0: When we finish this interview, please go, go and get rid of it.
2: Good. Thank you. I, I tell him that all he's the time. He's
0: smiling, but he's not believing us, I don't think.
2: No, no, he, he will. I'll, we'll, we'll make him. It's, we've, got this, we've got this on tape now. Um, with less than a week to go, who is your prediction for king or queen of the castle?
0: Well, I, I, Jordan has to be, my, my fav- as I said, my favourite, and I think he will definitely win it because I think he's, he's proved himself to be the, a really nice, normal guy. And I think that's what the public want. I also uh, love the Coronation Street woman,
2: Beverly Callard.
0: Beverly Callard, who I think has been, she has ha- had some of the funniest lines. I mean, I only became a vegan vegan in March. <laughs> One of my favourite,
2: like lines so much of the country.
0: A, yes, exactly, and she was regretting it already. <laughs> Uh, no, she's, she's uh, uh, what, what does she call her husband? Shag something? Mega shag. shag. Mega shag. I mean, that poor man. How's he going <laughs> to live that down? Um, and I, I I think she is good. If, if there's a king or a queen, I think it could be either of those. I think the others are, are, are very good too. You know, I think there's, there's but I, I think it's really cut and clean somehow who's going to win this year already.
2: Well, we shall see. Fingers crossed. I'm I'm very worried that we might all be jinxing it.
0: Oh, no, don't
2: say that. No, I'm sure we'll be fine. Um, Obviously, Jordan can't hear us, but let's pretend he can. Can you share a good luck message for Jordan?
0: Jordan, I think you've been absolutely wonderful in the jungle 2020. I mean, 2020 is going to go down as one of the anus horobolus years (laughs) the Queen has ever seen. And you have given us all a light and a freshness to this year. You've made it very special, and we all love you for that. You thank you for being yourself, thank you for going ahead and thank you for winning, which I hope you will do in a week's time.
2: He's made all of our anuses less horribilous. <laughs> Christopher, thank you so much indeed.
0: It's a pleasure, a very great
2: pleasure. On tomorrow's episode, we'll be chatting to Jordan's friend and CBBC presenter, Joe Tasker. Don't miss us too much. There's another episode with you tomorrow. But until then,
3: bye guys.